Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Lockwood. Welcome to the official Devils podcast. As the Devils are celebrating the 20th anniversary of their second Stanley Cup, one in the year 2000. Where did the 20 years go? Well, two members <laughs> of that team are joining us today, and we welcome Ken Danico, number three, Patrick Elias, number 26, both of whom have had their numbers retired by the organization to the show. Gentlemen, it's good to see you. And where did the 20 years go, Patty? Oh, I don't know. It went by pretty fast. And You uh, still look young, Patty. Oh, thank you. I still have some hair left, not much. I used to have a long hair, you know, a lot Beige of different long. colors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the time flies, unfortunately. You know, I was thinking the other day, Dano, Jack Hughes was not born when the Devils won Stanley Cup number two. Which Hey, he had eight shots and goal here tonight. I can't wait. I, I'm going to, even though he wasn't born back then, I'm loving what he's doing lately. So, But no, and all kidding aside, it goes too quick. There's no question about it, and that's what makes these events so special. Get together with... The guys that uh, you sacrifice so much to win four grueling rounds and what it's all about, the ultimate goal. And, you know, Patty was a, a youngster, I guess you would say, back then, but uh, just coming into his own and being that clutch performer all over the ice and big goals and stuff like that. And it's just great to get get together again with the guys and reminisce. You always have that special bond, regardless if you haven't seen a certain teammate for 10 years. It's like you never left because of what you accomplished together. We are recording this as players come in from all over the world. Uh, Patrick coming in from the Czech Republic just the other day to gather for the celebration that will take place as the Devils play Dallas on Saturday. There'll also be a gathering on Friday night where the team will get together and exchange some stories. Patrick, we had Scott Stevens on a podcast not too long ago. And he talked about the second one being important because for him, he was a little older. He had one in 95. Dano, you kind of can touch upon this as well. And there was failure from a devil standpoint. Great regular seasons, but no playoff success. And Scotty said, you know, you're wondering when is his window closing? But the second kind of cemented a career, if you will. And then a third one was eventually won in 2003. For you, though, it was number one. Mm -hmm. What was number one all about for you? (laughs) It was absolutely a thrill. It was, uh, um, it was amazing, and just not obviously winning the Stanley Cup was the, was the totally top, you know. And but the way we played as a, as a team and the whole season and the season after that, those two years were the best years of my career here, and uh, it had a lot to do, obviously, with. Uh, uh, from 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 the top, the way the team was run and uh, the, the 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 teammates that I was uh, capable of uh, uh, playing with and uh, uh, and being taught by and maybe as a youngster I didn't get that um, a lot of. You got to watch '95 though, right? As a I, part of the organization and kind of see what was what I was, was drafted, going on here. I was, how drafted, we were I was a little upset actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh, I was drafted in '94, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I obviously did follow the Devils. Uh, not till that point, obviously, not till the day I was drafted. Uh, I didn't know much about NHL till I was probably like honestly 17 years old. Uh, that was my first time I came overseas with the national team. So um, back then, obviously, the news traveled a little slower. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the the, the 2000 was a amazing experience for me um uh looking back to to do it with a special group of guys then i just said that at the beginning the whole thing and um you, you do share a special bond with everybody because you accomplish 
uh, something that takes a lot out of you mentally and physically, and uh, and it's a war, so uh, you do have that special bond. And, and you know when Scotty talks about our captain about you know winning one and where when is the window going to close? What it tells you, and, and not having success after that, even though real good regular season, just shows you how hard it is to win. And I don't think you know that till five years after your career and you're reflecting going, man, I mean, I feel grateful and fortunate the teammates I had play win, be part of three Stanley Cup championships. It's not easy to win in this league. Where we thought after 95, we probably could have won another year or two in between there, but didn't materialize. There's other a lot of good teams out there. And then in 2000, to go through the adversity we did. You always got to go through something. And the adversity was down 3-1 to one in the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously. And we've talked a lot about it, so I won't rehash it. But that... That made it even more special. And we knew how good of a team we are and how disappointing it was to be down 3-1. To be able to battle out of that with these guys was, and Patty and being so instrumental. Game seven, I can picture that goal in my mind over and over again, kind of sneaking in behind the D there and swooping around and tucking it around the goaltender. So those things, those are the things you remember because we went through a lot and, and – just came together when at the right time when you needed to when our backs were prover- our proverbial backs were against the wall well we have discussed it a lot on previous podcasts but not with patty so we want to get your perspective <laughs> patty and i can recall the goal too and in your hands <laughs> yeah. uh, what a two, the air two right just the, over two minutes left in the hockey game something yeah. along those lines patty <laughs> yeah it, you know what it's those years it was funny because uh I, obviously uh, i wanted to be the best player I could be and I, I wanted to be the game changer and difference maker and um, and I, I you know everybody wants to do that but uh, uh, I did too but I wasn't capable of well, I had to do it other ways in a different way and, and yeah. I want to I come back to that point but conclude yeah and, and what I'm trying to say like we had a therapist massage therapist with us uh, from <laughs> Germany and we were doing visualize Jürgen Merz Jürgen mm. and he really helped us like tremendously I, and honestly I think he was mm. My career went that way, or had a lot to do with him, because he uh, opened my mind, and I really uh, um, kind of saw the game different way, and uh, got into routine, and and that routine helped me uh, every game, and obviously helped me to play on a, with such a great players, no question about it. But for me individually, when I did those things, I felt different and during and, the game. And doesn't that show you how important everybody in the organization is? Think about it. Yeah. He's talking about the massage therapist. Mm-hmm how he helped Patty and helped so many guys. And I totally forgot about that, but I remember it well now. These young guys, he really took took them under their wing, and, and he was real good at visualization yeah. and things like that. So is Jurgen coming, by the way? I don't know. I, I, hope I, so. I, I don't think so. I haven't seen his name on the list, but I do remember speaking with him once because the truth of the matter is you could speak with members of the staff, but Lou... <laughs> did not really yeah. encourage you to do so. But one day I was speaking with Jurgen and he said, you know, everyone says put the puck on the net. I'm trying to get the players to put the puck in. Yeah. The net. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it's a subtle difference, right? Yeah. What were some of the things he, that you worked on specifically? Well, he always tried to calm you down, obviously get in his own kind of like uh, that your body is totally relaxed and then you kind of see in your mind the, the way you step on the ice and you the, the game is slow. Uh, the game slows down and uh, you you try to visualize things that are positive in your game, obviously, because that's what you want to have. Uh, and speaking of putting the puck in the goal, he always <laughs> says, don't look at the glove, look at the, the, the spot that, that is uh, that is open in the net, that is shining through, and you see those openings. And, uh, you know, I, I, I truly believe in it. Like, 
during those games and during those years. And I actually did that for the rest of my career. Even when he was gone, I always did that five. Please so, relay this to all the young players well, I, here I, today, Patty, because I, it's, it's, that it's, makes it sounds so simplistic, but makes so much sense. Because we do actually, when you're shooting the puck, especially guy that didn't score much, I'm probably looking at the glove. I'm probably looking at. Yeah, you got where I'm shooting, and you put it right in the glove instead of the opening, right? Change the angle of your <laughs> eyes because, right? It, it, even like, to, I inch, love it. Inch here, inch <laughs> there, it makes different. You, you see it differently. You see different openings and all that. So he always kind of uh, make sure that we do that. But uh, uh, it helped me, and I did that before every game, and I always. Uh, during the national anthem, kept my head down <laughs> and try to calm myself down. I did the breathing method before, before the like when we were on the ice or uh, before the game started, and just kind of told myself, "It's just a game. Just go ahead, do your thing, <laughs> enjoy it." You know, and and kind of like follow through. And obviously, you know, after that, you go through some good years, bad years. But I, I still still kept doing that, and it really helped me. And before the game seven. I remember, like, this is your night, you know, kind of trying to do it, <laughs> trying to talk myself into it, and just kind of doing, going through the process. I was like, this is what you kind of live for. This is this is the moment you want to be the difference maker. You just, just see yourself doing that, and uh, and obviously, you know, after right now, everybody can be smart, but it, it did happen, and um, uh, it was tremendous. And I remember after that game, I was thinking. There's no way that you know that whoever gonna play in the finals that they can beat us. Like we, we mm. went just through it, and I felt so strong and uh, physically and mentally. And I was like, we just went through it. There's there's no way back. We yeah, can't. we're not coming back from a three-one yeah. deficit. I think it was what was it, the second team ever in the Eastern Conference Finals to go to a Stanley Cup down three to one. We're not gonna come back from that and deal with that adversity and then go losing the Stanley Cup Finals. I totally agree with that. It was like. No, this is ours. Still got to execute. Got to do our thing. That's what I love when Patty says, you know, his visualization and calming himself. It's about executing. We always use that term, right? And the good players, you know, you want to make sure you're relaxed, even though you want got to be intense, but it's that yeah. fine line. It's that balance and, and watching guys with Patty with the skill sets they have to be able to actually execute in important moments when the game's on the line. That's, that's why our team... Ended up winning a championship because we had a, a lot of top guys like that along the way. There, an awful lot. And my comment about not having opportunity to speak much with staff members other than the head coach, he was always available, is not said with any malice. It's just that's the way it was. Yeah. And secondly, it was just to reinforce the fact that I didn't spend much time with Jurgen Merz, but that one statement <laughs> about put the puck in the net has always <laughs> stayed with me these many years later. So, Patty, you're perspective of being down 3-1 against Philadelphia and having to rally your memories of Larry's speech mm-hmm. after yeah. game four, Larry Robinson, as you're down three games to one. And then we're going to get to game seven. Yeah, unexpected. Unexpected speech. Uh, but uh, um, we all we all know the Larry the, the, way, he, the way he was as a person. Um, very calm. Um, Players, coach, always a positive, and just uh, for him to 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 have that speech and to to uh, to react the way he did was just eye-opening for us. And we knew it. We we, we knew we weren't playing to to the capabilities that we we you know the way we were capable of playing. But uh, um, sometimes you just need to 
you know you just need uh, <laughs> some kind of a some kind of a reaction to open your eyes and make sure that uh, we all realize it and the ma- amazing thing is that we did it was just a team effort every one of us just all of a sudden start pulling together and with basic basic things and uh, uh, all of a sudden we start rolling and uh, uh, you could you could feel that we're turning the series around and just kind of stayed focused stay in the you know five shift at a time you know five minutes at a, at a time and all these kind of a cliches but it, it just worked and all of a sudden you start rolling and uh, you, you feel like you're taking that you know, life away from the t- other team I, I think we all have a little bit a little different version of that speech from Larry, but one thing we all can agree upon, and, and Patty touched on it, he said, player's coach. And, and what that means, we had so much respect for him, and we knew what he's accomplished, and if you can't listen to Larry, well, with all the, uh, not enough fingers for the rings that he, <laughs> he accumulated in the game of hockey, but for a guy to just blow up the way he did, like, it was passionate. It wasn't yeah. about... It wasn't you're playing brutal, you're doing this. It was just so real. Like he believed in us so much. And he goes, You're gonna regret kind of regret this the rest of your life because this is the best team I think yeah. he's ever seen and coached that you know we haven't done. And then I remember in the press conference seeing, you know, on the TV where where Larry goes, if they're gonna do it their own way, like it was so matter of fact and real, and don't want to listen to me. I have a way to do this. Kind of like assertive, but Here's how they have to do it to get themselves back in this series. Reiterating, it's not over, but I don't know what they're doing kind of thing. And I guess we didn't. I remember calling Claude Lemieux after that. I, I was devastated. Down 3-1, to one, thinking what an opportunity we're blowing. And after Larry's tirade, and tirade shall I say, and, and so emotional, it was so heartfelt, I called Claude Lemieux at midnight. And I go, we're not out of this thing. Like, I was demoralized. I felt... I needed to pick me up. And then all of a sudden, it kind of galvanized me and Cole goes, damn rights we're not. And I think every player kind yeah. of felt like that, right, Patty? Yeah, no question. Because that. So sometimes these speeches are overrated. The Newt Rockneys, the Vince Lombardi type speeches. This wasn't. This was legendary because who it came from and what he was, tr- the message he was relaying. And the guys are going, okay, we can be better for you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know we can. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from the Hall of Famer, obviously. And, it's, <laughs> and, 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 and like I said, the speech was real. It was. There was nothing planned, nothing fake about it. It was just real, and that's why we're like, yeah, we got to get this going. Dana, was there any sense, because of the lack of success leading up to 2000, great regular seasons, best team in the Eastern Conference, among the best in the league, but not able for the most part to get out of the first round the one year, uh, 97, you got into the second round. But was there a sense any time in that whole Larry Robinson talk and the comeback, like, we're going to do this again. We're going to we're going to be this good and fail again. Did that enter at all? I don't. Well, this is the Eastern Conference Finals, so we'd gone a couple of rounds, and, and I think at times you, you, you three steps forward and one step back. And Philly was a good team. Let's yeah. not forget they're oh, yeah. they're a great team. So we're playing a, a formidable opponent that wanted to win too. But yet, with this was out of all the three Cup teams, when I look at it, this was our most talented team. And I think maybe after winning a couple of rounds. You know, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, subconsciously you take your foot off the gas pedal and you go, it's maybe going to be easier than we think. And then all of a sudden, you go, no, let's not let this happen again, kind of, Maddie, to allude to your question. that The thought never came in, are we going to do this again? It was more being down and demoralized and can't believe the situation we're in. And then Larry galvanizing us to be, no, now it's, it's not going to happen again kind of, kind of attitude. So, Patty, Game 7, 
yeah. your thoughts that morning. You were saying a few moments ago, you know, that you <laughs> put your head down during the anthem, and this was a moment you had prepared yourself for, and now it's here. Anything that you remember from that day? I think I told to call my girlfriend back then, and I told her like this: this is gonna be my night. And I really felt that way, and I was, uh, you know, because we were coming back already. Uh, we were doing serious tide, and I always like hated, but at the same time, loved playing against the Flyers because uh, it was a tough series, tough, tough opponent, and uh, um, and I, uh, I, you know, I the game started well. Obviously, we scored on a power play, if I'm not mistaken, on the first one, and and it was so close, so tight, and. Um, they tied it. Yeah, they, they tied yeah, it. Midway. Yeah, they tied it mid- midway, and then uh, obviously the the, the <laughs> play, the kind of a fan shot on. Uh, I think Arnie here tried to shoot it on on a pass from Alex, and then gotta have some luck snuck. along the way too. Uh, well, no question, because <laughs> yeah, no question. And uh, then I kind of snuck through, and Danny McGillis uh, yeah. was the defenseman, and I he had no idea about me sneaking behind him there. I just and I kind of shoved it. It wasn't even a shot. I kind of just. Just reaction, and after that, I just kind of realized I scored, and then I'm like looking around, and then first thing that I thought was like jumping, sort of jumping to the bench, going all the way to the bench instead of just waiting for the guys on the ice. But uh, um, it, it is the best, uh, you know, I have some most important goals in my in my career in my in my life, and uh, uh, like I said, after that, I felt like this is this is not enough. We're, we got another step. Then, Why he had, then he had a pretty important pass in the Stanley Cup. Well, and we're. <laughs> Believe I won't me. jump ahead, man. <laughs> You're giving away the ending. <laughs> Remind me never to ask if you've seen a movie I'm about to see. <laughs> okay, carry on. Go ahead, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. I got uh, excited. Because, and, by the way, what Devils fan doesn't know that's the way we're <laughs> yeah. headed. Uh, but why did you make the beeline? Like, what was the thought there? Like, not to celebrate a little bit more. Like, let, let me uh, go. I don't know. <laughs> I think my first, I just realized like, hey, you know, it's probably close to the end of the game and this the, the, this might be it. And I was just so, so excited. So I just skated all the way through the bench and jumped, I don't know who it was, jump on the guys. I think Sergey was there and jumped through the ice or up on the guys uh, in the bench. And, and actually I saw the video the other day and I see uh, uh, Scotty and uh, Arnie kind of <laughs> skating behind me, way behind me, just hugging each other. Sometimes and, you don't know how to react. Yeah. Everybody goes in a different direction like, yeah. What just happened? This is unbelievable because it's our life. This is what we dream about. Yeah, you just big and, moments and, like Patty. and, and yeah. that's 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 what's awesome about a game about like you know the the um, accomplishment about the happiness about the sadness. You just kind of like react, and it's uh, when it comes naturally. People people like to see that, and and you remember those things. Before we get to the six game series against Dallas. What do you recall about Patrick Elias when he first joined the team? Kenny, because you've been in the league for... We didn't speak very good English early no, on. <laughs> took me a few years. No, you, you know, just a very smart hockey player. You can see that, you know, we had some real good young players coming up, and I'd played a while, and we won our first cup, I guess, 12 years into my career in 95. And then, you know, you got the Eliashes and the Sakuras, and you're going, you know, that... European flair, and that flair was they have skill. <laughs> you know, they can do things with the puck and smart player, but just a student of the game even back then as a youngster. Like I said, Patty was pretty quiet, and he was learning you know, the culture here, just understanding the National Hockey League. Like you said, didn't know a whole lot about it until he was around 17 years old. But I do remember, and it's a story for another day, <laughs> I remember taking Patty and Peter out 
think we were in Florida or yeah. somewhere. I don't I don't remember the cities. So and we all went out and had a few Coca Colas and enjoyed e- ourselves. Nice. That was one. I don't remember a whole Coca-Cola's. lot about my these kind of events over the years and I obviously had some fun. I remember that with those two guys and I had a blast. Like they were young and both didn't even speak great English and, and we ended up staying out late and kind of getting to know each other. And I don't know if you remember that Our English moment. got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, Patty, but it's, yeah, it's something I remember. On it, yeah. One of the cities on the road, just kind of a bonding and I got to hang with the, with the two, uh, we two were young Czechs. We, we, act, we, act, we acted young too. And but I had a blast. Like, I remember it. It was like, oh, these guys are going to be a big, intrigual part of our team eventually. And uh, But just, just the skill level and, and, you know, student of the game, even at a young age, really really knew he was going to be a real good National Hockey League player. In fact, great one, and I will say here, not, to, not because he's my teammate and friend and we won championships together, but Hopefully, I think and should be future Hall of Famer. All time leading <laughs> score for the Devils, two cups, gold medal. People forget about that too. You know, uh, Olymp- uh, not mm. the gold medal, um, but you know, uh, uh, certainly an accomplished international player. Thank you. Yeah, you're well. So, what do you remember about the meeting? Uh, that invite from Dano and, and you and Peter going out. You know what? I I, I have so many stories, with, <laughs> better stories with Dano, but uh, no, he was he was he was actually. You know what? When you come in here as a as a as a young guy that doesn't speak English much, and um, I, at the beginning of my career, it wasn't it wasn't that um, normal or natural to have all the European like the, the European input, and uh, we heard it a few times, you know, from uh, from not from your teammates but around the league. You sure, see, you hear comments and all that, and um, you've been called names and things like that, but. Soft probably Soft. being the kindest, yeah. right, and yeah. the family yeah. term that we they could were use here. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no. and, and and I understand, you know, because it was just it started maybe you know five ten years before me that the Europeans start coming in more and more, and mm-hmm. so uh, now it's absolutely, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. Obviously, as good as, as you belong, as as good of a, as long as you're a good player, you belong here. It doesn't matter, and that's the way it should be. But uh, it, it 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 wasn't back then, and um, and couple of the teammates you know when we were coming here even like we were trying to take their job so i understand <laughs> and i and I, I i went through it back in czech too like when when i was a young kid 16 year old trying to take someone's job they 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 let you feel <laughs> it like you know like it's you're not a rookie. gonna be easy yeah. yeah it's not gonna be easy like you're the rookie and it was a couple of the guys on this team too and 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 actually it's i might not maybe didn't like it back then obviously didn't understand it why but it it Teach you to push. Teach you that uh, uh, life is not gonna be easy. Things are not gonna be easy, and you have to work. You have to prove yourself first. And uh, but then on the other hand, you remember guys that are actually good to you and nice to you. And then <laughs> it was always like oh, from the get go, you know. And 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 that, that's even that we didn't speak much and maybe we didn't belong right away. You have we still have to prove ourselves. Uh, there are certain guys and that don't that, that look past that and they're just naturally uh, genuine and nice to you and then it was that way so uh, that's that was I just needed some buddies to go out with <laughs> 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 but it, it, it was great and, and you know what that's a great point Patty makes about I, I almost forget those things and even obviously I was a defenseman there forwards but when you're a veteran and you see the young defenseman come in from my perspective just like he's saying he was a young forward 
we're all battling for jobs too. Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of maneuver around all that. And, and that's, that's part of being a pro athlete and team. And we had such a deep team and, and established team that fortunately, I think as tough as it was, these guys paid their dues. So they were ready to take the next step. And yeah, unfortunately along the way, yeah. guys lose jobs, veteran guys, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But Thank God it was players like uh, like Patty Sicky along the way that had that kind of skill, and we're going to take our team to another level because you you, you know you need a, you need all elements. We talk hockey all the time and talk about it, and like I said, Patty knows the game so well. You need the character, you need the skill, you need mm -hmm. the speed, you need the toughness, especially in our era. So we just had kind of a combination of it all, but we needed to elevate our skill a little bit even more. And that's what happened when, when young guys like Patty came. So let's uh, Lou get... Lou said one thing. It was interesting to hear. He goes, every team needs at least one... Um, what's the word that I could maybe use? Not not being rude, but... Um, Har, uh, one pain in the tail? Yes. <laughs> pain in the tail guy. <laughs> and meaning like that maybe some... Maybe the teammates don't like him that much or something. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes but it's too but, calm, but, right? But, he, but he's not, so uh, important to the whole team. And I didn't understand that why. But you kind of do because, uh, um, you know, you need guys that are really honest and don't give, you know, don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you... Kind of like Bobby Holy? Kind of. That's what I was uh, actually... But in law, but, we had a lot it, of guys. But, but, but John had Madden had a little of exactly. that for sure. Yes. Claude Lemieux had exactly. a little of that. No we doubt. all did yeah. myself, Scotty. I love... People always think that, well, when you... Win as a team, y'all get along. Y'all like no, no, not at all. You gotta have a little ornery disruptiveness, I would say, because that makes practices more intense. That makes, but yes, you come together when it's a big game or games on the ice that you have to win, and you're all there for the common goal, right? Yeah. To win, Patty. But we had like sometimes feathers need to be ruffled, as you yeah. like to say, and we had that even in our room, but because we raised the bar, too. We'd lose two games in a row, and practice would be, Scotty Stevens would be running guys, I'd be cross-checking guys, Bobby would be sloop-footing yeah. you in front, yeah. not even knowing it. <laughs> like, we were angry, because we couldn't lose it. Like, I remember losing three in a row was an absolute no-no, right? And I don't think players enough... Uh, on a regular basis, I want to see that that same passion because you can't win without it, right, Patty? We I, I totally we agree. just two in a row, yeah. and it was like the end of the world for us, right? Yeah. Next practice, yeah. next day at practice, we were on high alert. Yeah. So let's jump ahead because we're, we're nearly a half hour in. The stories have been <laughs> brilliant, and and the road we've traveled has been phenomenal. I I, I love spending time <laughs> with players like yourself, skills that I only dreamed of at, uh, at one point maybe having. But to hear these stories again is fabulous, and sometimes I get carried away and we go down different roads. But <laughs> we got to get back We got to get back on, on the path, and that'll be uh, the, the Stanley Cup final against Dallas. Besides Game 6 and that pass out of the corner, Patty, what, what do you recall from that series? When they talk about it, is it just that pass in winning, or are there other things that you talk about? Well, that's the one that stays, <laughs> stays in your head the most oh, yeah, because it you know, has a happy ending. But uh, uh, to me, it was actually co close, uh, close series, very close, and talented teams again. You, you, you always remember the matchups for me to who you play against. So you're looking at uh, uh, Sidor and uh, Hatcher, right? They always played against our line, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. Then <laughs> and it wasn't easy. And then you play against Modano and Hall and and uh, those guys and Newendike, and uh, it, it's. It's amazing, actually, uh, the talent, the the players that you you, you get to p compete against, and then 
you challenge yourself, obviously. You know, those are those guys won last year, so they're you know, defending champs. They're defending mm-hmm. champs. You gotta. Yeah, this is the best that you can measure up against, and uh, this uh, this is a tremendous opportunity. But like I said, I felt really confident uh, going into that se- into that series after after the um, the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, um, but the goaltending was outstanding. It was outstanding the whole series, and um, sometimes when I look at the highlights, even from different games or just some of the shots, it's just amazing the the way it's been played. But uh, um, you. You know, Dallas was a uh, was one of my favorite teams actually. You know, to 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 follow. You know, because uh, me, obviously, being a devil, you still have a teams that you kind of <laughs> you you like and you maybe like uh, you 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 look at and uh, uh, the players that are on that team and things like that. So I I was really uh, it was intriguing for me to play against them and uh, and. Uh, uh, the flights, you know, I remember the flying, the traveling after the game. Oh my God, you know, four hours on a flight, and then we have to play again. And actually, to me, the game five, I remember the whole game day, the day before that. that we Devastating had loss. Right? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. having been that, being in that situation and in the position, you know, we're up three one, and oh, we have a chance to do it at home. This would be so cool. And we were talking about it with, with Peter. Just we were, after coming back from three one, now yeah, are we going to do yeah. the same thing? Yeah, but relinquish it, it, right? <laughs> right, and you have it in your mind. Like we have a great opportunity; we cannot let it slip by because we know what can happen. And uh, um, and I I wanted to win so much at home, just uh, for the fans, for the people, for my friends, and and everybody to share it at home. And uh, and then we're going into that uh, uh, triple OT, was it? Wasn't it triple? Yeah, triple OT. Talk about Trevor goaltending on both sides. Yeah, oh, that, that's one, one nothing final triple overtime on a tipped puck. Yeah, little wrister toward the net, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, and uh, Hall shot. I think kind of shot it there, and Modano tipped, tipped it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was just unbelievable. But I didn't feel, I didn't feel like demoralized. I know it's just gonna take another, maybe another shot. You know that we're gonna have to play another game. And I thought, but we can't lose game six because game seven, even though it's back in our building, is always a coin toss. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I remember going back there. I'm like, oh my god, another game, and we just played two two games in a row, and we have to do it. And it's amazing how much, you know, physically you're capable of doing. You know, like like you're playing a regular season, and you you feel like you're done after each game. You have no idea you know, how much still is, there is left in you. And once you go through the playoffs, you go through the battles like that, you go through double, triple overtimes, you you realize what you're capable of, really. And then again, going into the game six, uh, it was the same thing. Unbe- unbe- unbelievable goaltending, great display of, of skills and and obviously toughness and hard play and all that, but with a more happy ending for us. You, you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup in game five and hoist it in front of your fans and friends like, like Patty had mentioned. You go triple overtime and lose. You find out quickly how much fortitude yeah. your team has because that could have been really demoralizing. And I lo- love exactly what Patty said. I felt the same way. Oh, it's okay. We're going to go. We're, we're going to win this. We're, and probably in Dallas. Like, it wasn't that really oh, no, we blew an opportunity yeah. kind of attitude. And I remember that vividly as well. So, But, boy, you find out what your team's made of. But we, like I said, we were we were battle-tested 
in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think that really helped us after losing that game in triple overtime and going back to Dallas. And the goaltending wasn't that good for Dallas early on because I scored my only yeah, and ever yeah. Stanley yeah. Cup Finals goal, <laughs> and it made it 2-1. to one. But after that, it was fantastic. I think we won that game 7-3. 7-3. I actually gave us the lead at the time. I remember how excited the bench was in general. Yeah. Like You saw how excited I was. Because I'm like an offensive lineman. You don't score touchdowns too often. <laughs> but just the bench when a guy that doesn't score often scores a goal, it lifts your bench. I watched how excited the guys were for me, for the team, right, Matt Patty, at the time? No, no. If <laughs> anybody would see you in the practices you know, <laughs> and wouldn't know you, they would think, oh, this guy's got to score like 50 goals. Because <laughs> every time he shoots, he's like, incoming! <laughs> but it was so such a thrill. And, and then I find out after the game that Eddie Belfour was – on some kind of medication. <laughs> they rained on my brain. <laughs> but I'm still still taking it. My only Stanley Cup Finals goal ever. <laughs> but it, it did tighten up after that for sure. It was it was incredible yeah. turnaround from that standpoint. Um, you lose your line mate yeah. in that game. You had mentioned the defense pairing that was out against your line the whole time, and one of them took out Peter yeah. Shakur. Yeah, that was a tough play. That would be a, <laughs> quite a long suspension <laughs> oh, yeah. this time but that's the way the game was played everything, you know, it's just, anything went right yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's amazing actually that they let that happen <laughs> oh, some right. of the some some of the plays some of the you know whatever it's just that's the way it was it make you tougher you know and uh uh i don't people ask me you know if the game is better now or than then it was like 25 30 years ago, 20 years ago? I don't know. I, I kind of liked it the way it was back then. It was tough. It was a lot of, you know, but at the same time, there was a, because it wasn't that, not wasn't tactical, but the video wasn't that precise, maybe all to the details. Uh, you didn't, there was a lot more two-on-ones, three-on-twos, oddman opportunities, and I don't know for whatever reason. So I think it was maybe a little bit more <laughs> excitement for the fans then. But you look at the display of the and nasty and, and a nasty, little bit, <laughs> yeah. So and a lot of fans and hockey fans would like that too. So, but some more of that for sure. I yeah. think needs to come back into the game. We've lost, we've lost that edge with the respect of it, with yeah. the respect to the game, obviously, because you know, nobody wants to see uh, injuries and getting of hurt. Course. But of course, I was going back to that. Yeah, that was a tough situation, but again. Um, it didn't, you know, it didn't kind of uh, um, put us down. Or I didn't have a like, oh my god, what just happened? It was just more, let's do this. You know, that's another reason, another opportunity to prove uh, uh, and do it for uh, for Siki, and uh, and uh, you know, we got to do it here tonight. And uh, uh, Alex uh, Mogilny jumped on our line instead of him, and. Uh, not a bad substitute. Pretty amazing. And just, you know, again, uh, the, the display by the goaltending and just getting the opportunity in the second overtime was just amazing. All right, so take us through the play. You saw Arnie. Of course. I was just <laughs> going to say, after all these years, I was going to do your job, Matty. I wanted to ask Patty, tell us, was it just getting that puck toward the net or did you absolutely... No, already because the timing was beautiful, yeah. and obviously you got to be fortunate a little bit at the time. But you you knew exactly what you were going to do with that puck before, and it looked like you did because if I recall, you took a peek. I, you know what? It's obviously I've got to ask many times about about the situation, and I think that you know, Dano, with me, Siki and Arnie, we we stayed, you know on the ice a lot, even after practices, and just kind of pass around and doing. 
for moments like this that you hope they actually bl- materialize. Bl- blind passes, <laughs> yeah. honestly, just rolling around and kind of shooting, passing, you know, and and just having fun. And I think that uh, <laughs> uh, that's why we had such a chemistry. Like a lot of the times, I even looking at some of the goals, I'm like, oh my god, how did we see that? Like, how did we just make that play? But it just like, and that's that's what I'm ta- talking about. Like even with the Jurgen, what we were doing, the visualizing, we did that mm-hmm. as a line. And sometimes I'm not saying maybe. Maybe it was just that moment that it actually happened, and I, I kind of took a quick look, and you see the peripheral vision. Maybe you see someone there. You don't know. You, you, you see the color quickly, and it just stays in your mind and slows the play down, and it just happened. So I'm not gonna claim that I saw him right away, and it was a. But it wasn't just a. It was just a hope hope pass either. You knew based yeah. on experience, there's Exa- a chance he's going exactly. to be there. Exactly, and I kind of like felt like he was there. I I don't know if it's. It's hard to explain, but. I think that sometimes uh, the, even quarterbacks and you know players makes they, perfect they just, sense to me. They, they just the kind of feel it, they like the chemistry that is there, mm-hmm. and you know that he's gonna get there or something. Mm-hmm. And, and unlike in Philadelphia, where Arnie and Scotty were celebrating behind you right. in a hug, they were right. right. Out of he, the he, he was running the same way, <laughs> away from me. So I get that. Everybody was going scattered. Yeah. I remember that as well. Even us jumping off the bench, you don't know how to react. Yeah. That's the the beauty of it. And, and how natural it becomes because you just can't believe you're you're won the Stanley Cup again, and yeah. it's it's our everything. One of the things you said earlier, Patty, and I said I'd get back to it, and I will as we end this. Is you wanted Kenny, you wanted to be in that moment. You wanted to be the difference maker in that night. Mm-hmm. On that night, you were a difference maker in that series. You were a difference maker, as as were you. It's not. And you said everybody dreams of it. And maybe everybody dreams of it, but there's something that separates the guys who can do it. What separated you, and Kenny, what separated you from the guys who dreamed of it but then lived that dream? Well, Patty's is, for me, I, I'm going to answer, obviously, my <laughs> from my side. Patty said was a player that could play in every situation, and that's what made him special. Shorthanded, power play, up 3-2, down 3-2. I mean, those players don't come along too often, so... He had a lot of skill. For me, mine was my drive to win intensity. I know I had to kill a big penalty. I had to make sure I made it difficult on Madonna and Hall when they were out there. And that was I, I had the will to win. I didn't have the skill of a lot of these guys, but the will to win was it's all I cared about. And so my drive was I am not going to get beat. I have to be airtight defensively I have to be tough because that's the way the game was played obviously uh, at the time too and and make sure whatever it took for me and it's not as glamorous at times because I didn't have the skill sets of, of the guys like Patty or Scott Niedemeyer in the back end type of player but I took pride in that and that's why our team was so good because every guy understood their role and yeah. took pride in doing it but mine was all about heart and drive and I say that humbly but I know nobody wanted to win more than me and didn't always materialize, but I felt that in my heart. And we had a lot of guys that felt the same way and a big reason why I believe that we were so successful. Yes, you need the skill, and yes, you need different parts and pieces and talented guys like Patty that are able to rise to the occasion in big moments in tight games. But you just needed every element. And our team had guys that wanted to win more than the other team, just a little bit, not just with our mouths. We connected it to our heart. For me, that was that was me. I wanted to win so damn bad. <laughs> I'd do whatever it took within my limitations. Yeah, I think that the, what Daniel said was is it, exactly correct. That that every player has to have the will, will to, and have the heart uh, to sacrifice, 
And obviously we all, like Daniel said, we all different type of players in different roles and we all bought into it. Our egos or the egos of mm. every player went aside. And uh, we all were just there for uh, <laughs> for one reason, to accomplish one thing. And, uh, and we did it. And to me... Um, I just kind of calm myself down and just let it happen. And uh, sometimes I know, I know it's it it it, it, it seems okay, let it happen. But he, I, I the visualizing, the being in that situation, telling myself on the bench, calm yourself down. You know, it's just a game. Just go ahead, do your thing. It really helped me. And then then your instincts take over, and uh, and you know that. Uh, um, when you when you when you just react on the ice and you rea- react the right way then you can accomplish things and we we all felt the same way i will quickly say too and i like patty mentions visualization i got really into that too later on because i was so intense and so crazed at times i'd get myself too wound up these guys with their skill sets and everything were had their wits about him. Larry taught me a lot about that too. He really did. Larry Robinson, but Kenny, I love your intensity. I love your drive. You'll run through a brick wall, but you got to keep your wits about you on the ice. And sometimes I would let that get in the way. But as you become older, more experienced and, and go each round, you learn that a little bit more along the way, because sometimes before games, I mean, I was wound like a top and I had to make sure I, I, I visualized to understand, okay, I got to be in position here. I got to have my stick on the ice there. I got to def- all the little things that are going to help you be successful, and in turn, that's going to help the team. <laughs> well, two great champions, two of the best the Devils have ever produced, Kandanico and Patrick mm-hmm. Elias. Thanks very much for spending time and sharing your thoughts on the 20th anniversary. Never get Thank never you. gets old, Patty. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't it. wait for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for this edition of the official Devils podcast. I'm Matt Lachlan. Thank you very much for your company. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.